across the aisle Yeah, they're coming to an understanding Even if it takes a while She's liberal, he's conservative But they're best friends You're known out for your and welcome to another episode of Now Hear Me Out. I'm here with my dad, Randy Bearholtz. And this week we are talking all things uh, election night for Super Tuesday. Man, are we burned out. It oh is Sunday. God. We are so tired. I Holy have heck. Political PTSD in a sense I don't know if that's the right word political fatigue syndrome My if you will no 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 I, I was running for oh uh, well, I'm, committee so, I'm sorry you were running for something in the 75th Harriet wasn't running anything. I wasn't she that's what I meant I'm but, sorry but you know look and, and I'm the secretary of the state party uh, of the state Republican party congratulations so, by the way on well, your thank you, thank, well, on your win uh uh, my district, I think we had 12 or 14 people running, and they chose the top six. So uh, so I can say, I'm number six. I'm number six. <laughs> he clenched it so, with uh, coming in sixth. So, so. the way San Diego <laughs> County works, you know, we're so screwed up in California here. We don't believe that the vote on Election Day is final. We always have to wait a couple weeks after all the provisional ballots come in. And uh, Harriet won't like this, but at that oh. point. And then all of a sudden we find out the Republican candidates that, that, that we thought were— uh, we're winning, weren't winning, a.k.a. last general election, why we need federal supervision of our of our general election. But anyway, that's another story. Personally, I think voter suppression is a bigger oh, issue voter than voter suppression. fraud. We, if you're interested in learning more about voter fraud, election integrity, and all that stuff, check out our last episode that we put up with Ruth, Ruth Weiss. Ruth Weiss, she's the lady. was recently on uh, Fox. Uh, Fox News. Linda Payne and Ruth Weiss and a, and a couple other people from the Election Integrity Project California were there. Come Years now, great, great group of people and working with groups like uh, Judicial Watch, Landmark Legal, and really making a difference out there. The sad thing is that we can't clone them yet, but we should clone them to all 50 states <laughs> because voter fraud is coming to you, especially oh yes. Pennsylvania, Michigan, you know, Ohio, all those states. Watch out. And the one way you can tell is, is, is when you start getting numbers like 120% of the eligible voters to vote are actually registering. Very interesting. But I'll turn that over to my daughter, Harriet. Anyway, if you're interested in that, go take a listen. We're going to be having someone come on the podcast in a couple of weeks talking all things voter suppression because I think it's, as we said, we want to get a balance. Oh, am I going to get fired up? Oh, my god! You're going to have to I listen to me on that one. I sat there and took it. You did. You know, you <laughs> like any woman were, who's ever been in politics has ever had to do. Oh, here we get into the. Hey, it's International stuff. Women's Day, so we're definitely going to be talking about that. Let's just talk about it, Elizabeth Warren, a second. Yeah, right? speaking of, and I'm awesome sorry, women. We're going to go back and forth as we always go, as you guys sometimes say. You guys aren't organized. But then again, that one guy who left the negative review said he didn't like my concise talking points. So maybe we need to be all over the place. And this is going to be a spontaneous one. This is a Sunday where Dreamweaver uh, seventy two. No, I'm oh, kidding. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. No, we're not actually. <laughs> Kidding, Dream Weaver 72, use your real name. Right. Uh, but anyway, um, yeah, yeah, Elizabeth Warren was on Saturday Night Live last night. So she funny. Was I love funny. her. Kate McKinnon dressed up as her, obviously. Elizabeth and... Warren, why don't you show us that side of you? Your campaign, you... But that's the thing. Did Donald Trump show us that he was funny when he was running? I know now you he saw He is talk. funny. 
I just like Donald Trump actually. I mean, we've seen Joe Biden being jokey and all that kind of stuff, but like, I I think Joe's gonna have a problem. I think the need for telling women, I'm sorry, it's International Women's Day for God's sake, telling women to smile more or just be more appealing or accessible by looking like they're more fun and carefree and all that shit. That's some sexist nonsense, and we can get into that later. But I do agree, and maybe this is my own preconceived bias. I didn't think she was super likable as a candidate, not as a person, but as a candidate for me. So I know, obviously, my dad wasn't itching to vote for her. <laughs> I tell you what, though, Let, let's as we always do. Let's take a step back now. Yes. Let's have a couple things we're going to talk about. So the first thing we're going to talk about is Harriet and Randy's great adventure yes. <laughs> on election night. We'll we'll go through that. Yeah. We'll also talk about the Democratic primaries. Yep. We're going to talk about something which is unfortunately we all have to talk about throughout this world: coronavirus. I mean, it is freaking, it is, it is, it's I was planning a trip right to now. China this year with my husband, so that's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Obviously, that's the least of anybody's worries. The least of any worries, <laughs> but, but, uh, and say, what other topics do we have here? Obviously, it was a great day for Biden on Tuesday, unexpectedly, kind of Bernie, yeah, we'll, the superdelegates and all that kind of stuff. And then we'll talk about next? that. We'll just talk about California politics a little bit, a little bit of a Hey Gavin thrown in there, and uh, we'll make this one short and sweet, but we want it. So let's talk about election night. Harriet, why don't you tell everybody what, what we did, what, what sort of the, the, the procedure yeah. was, and uh, go ahead. So I think it was called the election night celebration party, and there was one for both the Republicans in San Diego and the Democrats. One was at the U.S. Grant Hotel. One mm-hmm. was at the West End. They were very close to each other downtown. And luckily, you know, since we interview a wide variety of candidates who are both Republican and Democrat, we were invited to both. Um, my dad always goes to the Republican one. Um, and it was just really interesting because I don't think you'd ever been to the Democratic one, had you, until no. this year? He didn't and even I was go afraid. inside, by the way. He, very he, afraid. he took off his little Republican pin and, like, wouldn't walk the, through the doors. He just said to me, I'm just going to hang out outside. You, you go in and mingle. I think he thought he was going to, like, blow up or something if uh, if he walked through the door. I think I was the only guy who looked like me in a suit with a red. Tie. So, so Harriet and I walk <laughs> into the West, and so let's go. Let's go through it step by step. So, so, so is the vote uh, stops at at eight p.m. Yeah. And and like most states, uh, you, um, you can't report on the on the results of the vote until the uh, until the, the voter until the polls close. Yeah. You can have uh, you know, exit polling, which and, honestly is very unreliable. Yeah. As we've I mean, let's face it, a lot of people will just probably brush you off or or they'll say... Or they'll lie. Or they'll say what the convenient thing is or they'll lie. Oh, the amount of people who said, oh, I voted for Obama, who was running against Trump initially. Hillary. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, sorry, it's been a long week. Um, what they'd say they voted Hillary, but they actually syndrome, voted post-election for Trump. fatigue. For example, syndrome. Real Housewives. They uh, they polled all of the Housewives um, election year, and they asked, "Oh, who did you vote for?" And most of them declined to state, and then only one of them said Hillary because, I mean, honestly, the most the rest of them voted for Trump, most likely. Um, but yeah, so but but it was it was very interesting. This uh, these events they were very very different. Um, one was... So at 8.30, we, went, <laughs> we got there about 8.30 at the Grand Hotel. So so take yeah. it from there, Eric. Go ahead. Yeah. So we got there, um, valeted our car because it was the only option. Um, thank God I didn't wear heels because there was quite a bit of walking involved. I told her. I think don't my dad was also a little insecure that I was taller than him in heels. That was, I was very insecure. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so glad he can admit that. But, uh... But yeah, so we, we got there, and um, I think it was like zero percent of the vote had come in officially yet. It was saying zero percent, but like there were are, there were still what four thousand votes or something in at yeah. least for some of the other positions, and uh, yeah, it was it it was interesting. People were gathered around waiting. There were tons of news crews. Um, it was very exciting, 
and uh, we saw all of the candidates that we've had on our show thus far talk and give speeches and June Cutter she was absolutely incredible Joe Leventhal you were incredible CJ Modi um, who else am I missing who who were, who was at the Republican uh, event who we have who we've interviewed is that, is that uh, it for those who were running? CJ Modi, yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe, Jim DeBello. Jim. Oh, obviously Jim. Yeah, we saw Jim. We saw Jim get interviewed. We were a part of his little entourage, and it was super fun um, seeing all of that. And I think I actually ended up being on the news. Uh, there's a camera behind me, <laughs> and I was talking to Jim, and I had no idea. And all of a sudden, I turned around, and I was like, ah, that was, that's a camera. And uh, But yeah, it was super, super fun. And we mingled. I paid $6 for a sparkling water with lime, cash bar only. There was no food. And it was mostly white people, which is fine, which is whatever. No, Hispanic people, the Asian people. No, no, no I'm just saying that if we're going to compare that no, to ahead, when we went ahead, to the Democratic ahead. one, it was it was very white, which is just honest. I don't think that's really a lie. There, were, there was some diversity, obviously. Um, but when we went to the Democratic uh, Party, it was just a lot different. Um, there, there was a, an eclectic mix of people at the Democratic uh, celebration night, but the Republican one, um, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. It was just a bit more, I don't want to say uptight. That's not the right word. I don't want to say professional because that doesn't really feel fitting either. Just, I don't know. I don't know what the, what, what would you describe it as? Okay, so, you know, I'm going to... To the Grant Hotel for a while, and for me, a little me, more buttoned up. I feel like. Well, maybe. yeah, it, it, more formal. Yeah, there you uh, go. Yeah, you know, people dressing up, guys wearing suits, w- women in sort of like dresses. Um, but then again, you also have people wearing Trump earrings, so the level of class. Yeah, wasn't... but you know, it's it, it, it's a different political vibe, I think. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, the, the Democratic meeting here in San Diego was interesting because you know, like I mentioned, it used to be Democrat, and, and you know. The Democratic Party that I used to belong to also also at election time was pretty much suit and tie and like, but the uh, Democratic uh, uh, you know base here in San Diego seemed to be, uh, as Harriet said, probably you know I'll say more diverse, but you know definitely sort of groups of of, his, of Hispanic Americans and then. Um, um, I would say African Americans and white Americans. Uh, I think a bunch of gay couples. Uh, I love that. Openly gay couples. Yeah, there was not uh, that the Republican one. I'm sorry. Know, there was somebody though, whoever was a uh, she was a trans woman, right, at the at the Republican event, which I was surprised I, by. I, I can't comment on that. But Wait, why not? Same, no, no, I I don't know what the person is, and I don't want to sing. Oh, okay. Head. I apologize. That's, I thought that's, that's the only reason. No, no, no. I, I totally I don't understand. Want to sing no, no, no. Totally fine. Um, yeah. No, but we we ran into this lovely, openly, obviously gay couple at the Democratic one, holding hands, and they kissed, and I was just like, oh, I love this. This is wonderful. Um, I went inside. There were just groups of people. There were every different. Nathan Fletcher. Oh my God. He was there. Dude, do you love yourself or what? Oh my gosh, he takes good care of himself. What's wrong with that? And um, then, what's his wife's name? Lorena Gonzalez, right? Lorena Gonzalez, the power couple of the Democratic Party. Why won't you come on our show, Nathan? I know. I've asked Nathan. Lorena, you can come now. on our show, too. Probably because too. of you. The way that you're don't, saying it is kind of Don't creepy. be afraid. Don't be <laughs> very That's afraid. That's what they all say. Don't be afraid. <laughs> come. Come closer. I'll treat you very nicely. Come on our show. We want to hear from you. And Lorena, we want to hear from you. Look, you're the power Democratic couple in town. You are the Beyonce yeah. and Jay Z of I'm politics. I'm not sure I'm going to call you Beyonce or Jay Z. I'm trying to think of a power couple. I know, but but, but at the same time, look, I, I mean, you know, we celebrate everybody. Yeah. Everybody who goes into politics and government on this show, we celebrate. And so, please come on our show, Democrats. Come on our show. 
Okay, I, I mean, uh, we just want you to. But but yeah, so so just there was food. Yes, for there free. was there was free food. <laughs> Republicans didn't provide free food. I made a joke food. saying there's free food here. I know that I found my people. Well, well, but the thing <laughs> you didn't notice was so at the Republican event we yeah. have the Lincoln Club and the New Majority. They're they're both of the donor groups. I think they have free food, but you got to be you have to be a member. Yeah, I, so it's another. I think New Majority. I think <laughs> New Majority is ten thousand dollars a year. Lincoln <sighs> Club, I think, is like. 1800 bucks a year. I used to be a member of the Lincoln yeah, Club. Can't afford a new majority. And, well, you, know, you could. You just choose not to. <laughs> I'm not sure I can yet. You know, I got you know, some bills to be paid. Maybe at some point I will. But, uh, you, you know, I have friends of friends who get me into things. But, you know, seriously, so so different vibes for both. But you know what, guys? There were guys? so many young people. I know that there were some young people at the Republican event. But uh, it just felt like there a were young dressed up people. One. Yeah, no, maybe that's why I didn't really view them as super, super young. But it was just like the Democratic one, I just felt like I was around. I mean, and it's true, like-minded individuals, my peers. They, everyone was just so open-minded. We started off on night saying, okay, we're just going to go to the Republican one. Because honestly, I was tired. Nothing yeah. against Democrats. I was just really and tired. And so then what we did in San Diego, San Diego, we went down to Golden Hall. And Golden Hall, I guess, is part of the city buildings. And, and Golden Hall in, in San Diego is where all of the news stations are, radio stations, interviewing candidates, and they have election results. And it's bipartisan, and you go down there and you celebrate. We saw Mayor Faulkner. We saw um, my friend Savannah's mom, Kimberly Hunt, who's yeah. on the news. And yeah, we saw a bunch of people. And I said to Harriet, next year, you're going to be up there interviewing people. And you. And me. And me. <laughs> so, but... Uh, uh, but uh, we went from there, and then Harriet and I were like, "Well, sh should we go to the Democratic one?" And I, my was dad a, has such FOMO. I was a, go to I was a bit shy. I, he I was, was a so bit, nervous. I was a bit nervous, and I said, <laughs> I "Well, maybe they happen. may not like me. They probably maybe even they know may you. throw things at me, <laughs> look at me, and say there was a Republican." Oh my god! Uh, but anyway, so we went up to to the West, and we were both, you know, we were both brave together. <laughs> And Harriet's like, "Wow, my people!" And then we go, and we go up to to the uh, to the fourth floor of the Westin, and we then, ran into Roberta Winston on the way well, out. On the who way was out, uh, Roberta Winston, she was who's amazing. A, who's a, who was a Democratic candidate for uh, one of the one of the seat eighteen against DJ Modi positions, uh, and we saw her. So so I felt all all inclusive at that point yeah. and everything else. But <laughs> he knew know, someone. It was interesting though because we walked into the like big meeting room for the democratic uh group and and i walked in and i and i sort of chickened out i'm like Harry, he like stepped Harry, in and then just immediately Harry. ran outside just like, go meet you outside i'm the only guy in the red tie so i sort of pushed harry in and say go mingle and then i like sort of chickened out i pretended that i was i was going to make a call <laughs> Looking outside, and I'm trying to be all cool. He's trying to be all cool. Like people keep sitting around him, and he just looks like it's hilarious. So look, what I've is, been mingling with you at Republican yeah, events for yeah. years. Yeah. So, so what is this show? One, you know, we are going to use the frame. You know, one big you. You know, one big American political family, and we are. We may go. Oh, but let's just say really quick too. I'm sorry. Yeah. We met some wonderful people at both, and I just oh, want to yeah. say that in case yeah. anyone ever thinks like, oh, she just thinks all Republicans are, you know, white and the oppressor and, and racist and misogynist. And I know that people like to throw that kind of stuff around. Like, well, you just say that as a blanket statement to try to, you know, 
diss Republicans in a sense and say that none of us are worth listening to. And I don't think that at all. I met some amazing people there who I thought were super, super wonderful and open-minded and intelligent. And they didn't, you know, run away screaming socialist when they found out that I was a Democrat. They actually were interested in what my dad and I were doing and trying to break down the um, sort of barrier between Republican and Democrat, especially when you have those differing political opinions in a family, in the same family. And so there's a really lovely woman named Fiona. Shout out to Fiona. Shout out to the La Jolla Republican Women's Club. Um, we ran into a bunch of uh, members there and they're phenomenal. We talked about our differing political views in a really respectful manner and talked about how um, Fiona actually became a citizen. She was a resident before because she wanted to vote for Trump. And you know what? Finding someone who came from another country, like my mom came from England, you know, um, Fiona was also British from Cornwall, actually. I thought that was so cool that somebody would care enough about what was going on politically in this country to actually be invested enough to do the work to become a citizen so they can vote for somebody who they're passionate about. And I think that's incredible. Um, there's one person, this dude in a ponytail wearing a uh, American Eagle t-shirt um, that heard that I was a Democrat, looked at me and goes, oh, <laughs> but that was the only negative experience What did I you had. do to him, Harriet? What did you do? <laughs> I should know better though, in a formal environment to, to, to stand by the guy in the, uh, the bald eagle with a gun t-shirt. <laughs> Those people are not to be trusted. <laughs> I don't know if they're not to be trusted, but at the but same time. You're not time. to say the Democrat word around them. Anyway, we'll so when it came down to it, you know, we had a look at each. And frankly, it's, you know, maybe post-general election or even post-primary. Look, if you got, you know, if Democrats want to win, if Republicans want to win, you really need to have a strategy about talking to the other side and also talking to independent voters. I mean... One of the problems of this is, you know, I don't know of any get-together of independent or, or decline the state because, frankly, you don't sign up for a party. No. So you can't get together well, if you don't sign up. Well, they also aren't great putting locations on, on invitations. Yeah. They're like, where's the party? And they're like, oh, I'm declined to state. Uh, no, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, so, you know, one of the things we're going to talk about on this show is if you're a Democrat and if you're going to run in the, gen in the general, you know, have have you know you know have some type of campaign strategist yeah, who understands the well, other well, side. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, and understand what the other side, how the other side speaks, and how the other side talks. And then, if you're a Republican, the, the, the truth about it is, there are some districts in San Diego County where the Republicans have a majority, and they're going to win no matter what. And there are a lot that they're not. So, if you're going to win some of these districts, you got to understand how to, uh, how to speak democratic. Or how to speak Republican, depending on who you're yeah. you're yeah, talking so, with. And I, I think, sorry, not to, to no. cut you off, but I think that this is so important. I do marketing and, um, you know, e-commerce, social media marketing, Facebook ads, all that kind of stuff for a living. And um, I've always thought it would be very interesting to run ads for somebody politically, uh, maybe a couple of people on both sides of the political spectrum. And I thought... You know, how great would it be for somebody who is running as a Democrat to also be talking about fiscal responsibility? Because I do think there's a way to talk about both in addition to saying, oh, you know, we want free health care. Oh, we want free you know, education. Talk about the unnecessary government spending that you would cut out. Talk about ways in which we could save money. I mean, fiscal responsibility is such a huge platform for the Republicans. And I mean, even the Trump administration is completely screwing up how we're spending our money. There's so much unnecessary spending. Talk about what you'd cut. Instead of saying all the other money that you're looking to take from people, don't focus on that. Talk about what you're going to be cutting back on when you're and, trying and to and get the Republicans. U.S. Senatorial campaign and, and eventually U.S. presidential campaign, if it's either this Berholtz <laughs> or the other Berholtz sitting here, Berholtz Marchant, uh, you know, 
uh, we're going to go to D.C. armed with accountants. Not armed. No, not, not <laughs> armed. Not armed. Maybe that's not the right word. Given that tweet that just no, came no, out. No, no, we're no. Not, we're, we're not going Let me armed. take that back. It's not armed, but, but uh, with our accountants and our lawyers. Yes. Why? Because we want to know where the money's going. And our rabbis. Every single last dime. We need to make, you know... You know, this is this is a um, as we talked about. Government is about the we, yeah. And we have all these ways in the private sector right now to bring costs down to make government more efficient, but we're not using them. And why aren't we using them? Well, it could be, I mean, it could be, you know, it it, it could be unions, it could be, you know, corrupt government officials. But we need to make the public sector as efficient as the private sector. That doesn't mean you don't pay people honest wages, and it and it means and it and it doesn't mean you like you screw up with their health and retirement benefits. That's not necessary. But what it does mean is that we are fiscally responsibility because Democrat or Republican, if you say you're going to have a bond, for example, you know, which is going to, you know, result in, 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 in you know, in, in the government, you know, in the citizens paying money back. What do you, you mean by a bond? For well, what? well, for example, a, um, a, a school district will, will raise money. It, it'll raise a bond. And okay. so what that means is it will take on debt. Okay. And it will take on debt for a certain reason to be able to build schools or to, or to do something like that. One of our problems now, bonds and taxes oh, yeah. are supposed to be used for specific purposes, and they're not. Nope. A lot of times these funds are being diverted, and, get, and Governor Gavin Newsom, you are one of the prime culprits of this right now. How much so, has gone towards your hair gel, sir? Yeah, but you know, <laughs> but, but, you know and, and honestly right now, though, in Centennial County at least, most of the major bond measures and additional tax measure, measures were defeated. And the reason where they were defeated, I think we're all getting mad. Democrats, Republicans, and, oh, and Independents. Oh, yeah, we are we're bridging all, that gap with being mad at fiscal irresponsibility. We are tired of being taxed. We have the highest state tax in the country. What are we getting for that? I, I mean, we have one of the highest gas taxes in the country. Every time we turn around, it seems like this state administration wants to impose another tax and it's just getting ridiculous Case in point i mean i know so many young entrepreneurs who are my age or younger you know 24 25 or you know even in their early 30s that are leaving california and buying homes in like georgia or iowa or my one friend shout out ross johnson just moved to puerto rico um to save money on taxes they're like i'm sick of not being able to pay my staff and people that i work with fairly because i'm just getting taxed so much and this is ridiculous i mean you shouldn't have to move that shouldn't be what's happening i june cutter talked about this she goes i don't even know if when my kids grow up if like they'll be able to afford to live in san diego it's insane i mean and look and you know we have the blessing of you know, some people call the sunshine tax or, or the like but we have a blessing to live here in this beautiful beautiful city in this beautiful beautiful state you know I, i'm from pennsylvania you know <laughs> shemokin pennsylvania anthracite coal region you know you know it was a good place to grow up it's a nice place to live if you can afford it and you have a job things are cheap yeah, I, I mean, I mean, homes are very cheap. You know, I, 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 I think I think they're going to go up at some time. You know, I wouldn't mind having a second home there or a third home there at some point, just so I can say I have it. <laughs> he just wants to be able to say he has it, just in case something <laughs> happens out here. You know, but but by the same time, <laughs> though, but you know, um, maybe these are middle class problems or, yeah. or or upper middle class problems to have. But at the same time, just like with student debt. We have to we have to be aware that 
with, with free money comes other stuff. And, 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 and you know, nothing's really free, you, you know. So, you know, everybody, everybody on the governmental side needs to be schooled on capitalism at some point. Or just Every, fiscal responsibility. Yeah, just to be fiscal responsible. You know, the government, you know, the government budget, you know, is not somebody's personal paycheck or, or I guess checkbook. Yeah. I mean, I mean, all of us contribute to this and we really need to make sure that if the government's reaching its hands in your pocket, one of my dad's favorite my phrases, dad's favorite, you know, <laughs> at the same time, we have to understand, you know, we need to make sure that they're going to legitimate purposes. If not, let the government needs to let us keep our money yeah, so that we can I agree. that we can spend it on our families and things that are economically viable for us. But this is the us. whole thing though. It's like obviously if people are asking for this tax and if people are asking us to pay X amount of money, say if Bernie does become president, obviously, you know, and we I think having free health care or universal health care and also allowing people to keep their private health care if that's what they want. I think that can work in harmony together. I've heard too many cases of people going broke after one of their loved ones or kids has like died, you know, and, and then the bank puts a lien on their house. And like, that's the last thing you should be focusing on. That shouldn't be what you should be focusing on. Having a sister who's had so many medical issues and seeing the out-of-pocket expenses my parents have had to pay and thank God they can afford it. But you know what? They shouldn't have to almost go broke trying to pay for medical expenses. God forbid if someone gets sick, you know? I think that's insane. And also after hearing uh, Candace Owens speak the other day about how mad she would be if uh, we made um, college and university free for people, she's like, well, would I get my money back for the money that I spent to go to college? I mean, that's that's insane to me thinking like oh because I went through this you should have to go through but it but Harriet at this that's almost like saying for women in 1915 yeah no, but, no, no just listen ahead, saying oh you know uh, you know I, I I didn't get the right to vote and then it's 1920 1921 and these women can vote well you shouldn't be able to vote either yeah, it's but, keeping people in the past yeah, why but Harriet that's a that's a believe me that's a huge issue, you know, you know. But just because you had to pay for me to go to college, you think everyone else should have to as well. Like, don't we want a highly educated citizenry? We do, but at the same time, if somebody doesn't, you know, I went through a situation where in my, er, in my early to mid-50s, I was paying for two kids to go to college. I was paying for a separate MBA program for myself so, so I could improve my own education. And I almost went broke. I'll be honest with yeah. you. I, I, I mean, you know, if I didn't, I didn't have a home run in one of my companies. It would have been a very tough time. I, I, I mean, but you know, I, I did it. I didn't like it. I, 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 and I think universities are overreaching. I think they're, they're, they have grabbed the majority of the wealth in the last, you know, 20, 30 years here. I think, you know, and I, I think Americans are paying way too much for education. I think there is too many people are going to school. I think we're going to school for too long. I mean, look, you're talking to a guy who, who had his first full-time job when he was 29, 30 years old. So, so look, I, I, I mean. And you were paying off your law school debt. I was debt paying my law what, school debt. You know, I had eighty thousand dollars in law school debt. And that's debt. nothing compared to what people come out with now. Oh, now you know, I used to. That's for a year you know, now. I used to teach as an adjunct uh, professor of law at a couple of law schools and business schools in in Southern California, and I was having students who 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 went through four years of college and three years of law school coming out with two hundred fifty thousand dollars in debt, and there's no way that they're going to pay that off. So, if we think about three main things that that uh, you know Americans pay for, one is the home, the second is healthcare, and the third is education. 
on all three of those, we need to do better as a nation. We need to do better as a government. You know, mortgages, I think we have them under control. Hopefully, Hopefully. we had a mortgage crisis in the 2008-2009. And I truthfully think one of the problems was we were giving you know, we're giving mortgages to some people who just couldn't, couldn't pay them back. Couldn't ever. pay them back. And, 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 you know, that's just not right. But we're no. starting to do that again. I don't know if you've seen that, but I have friends that yeah. are buying homes that are saying, yeah. like, oh, I put down 20 grand on this $400,000 house, yeah. $500,000 house. I mean, I mean that's, that's part of the fiscal responsibility. But then secondly is health care. And in health care, look, I, I mean, you know, I, I, you know, one of my daughters has a, has a real bad health problem. And, and you know, there, but for, for, for the grace of God, go go I with our other three. I, I, I mean, Wait, no, three? but how many other well, daughters do you have? No, no, but you, mom, and me. Oh, <laughs> and so no, we, these other children that I just had no idea existed. Uh, someday you'll learn about right. those. Someday you'll learn about <laughs> Consuelos. Uh, no, uh, Shamu. <laughs> It's the whale. You're an idiot. <laughs> uh, that's the only name I could think of. Too. That's the only name I could think of right now. Sorry, that's pretty dumb. I know that. But 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 you know, honestly, you know, you know, the healthcare is is something we got to talk about. You know, President Obama again. You know, former President Obama. I will throw. Thanks, Obama. I'll throw two bones to you, and that was. You know, kids can stay on their parents' health, you know, in a, on the insurance plan, in a medical insurance plans until they're 25. What? what? And, <laughs> and then also uh, a pre you know, pre-existing conditions are covered. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Why the hell couldn't anybody else think of that? Nope. But, you know, we got to go one step further here. I'm not sure we're, we want to go to, you know, to a one-payer system. I think the variety of the capitalist system is good, but I think insurance companies need to have mandates against them. There need to be people out there who are protecting us, who are protecting the citizens, but at the same time utilizing the capitalist system so that we can lower you know, lower premiums and get better service. I, mean, I pay four hundred dollars a month as an independent contractor who works for myself right Can now. Can I tell you that insurance. that's actually cheap? I mean, really? that's that, that's I mean, actually Jesus. cheap. But guys, we got to figure this one out because you know, believe me, I've been there. I've had cancer twice. I've been there, getting calls from freaking insurance companies denying coverage. And you know, when I was sick, yeah, or when my daughter was sick, and when you're sick, or your kids are sick, or your spouse is sick, or your parents are sick, you need to focus on them. Yep. You don't need to be dealing with some a-hole from you know the backwoods or, or anything else who, who is calling you you, you know Why are they from the backwoods? i don't know that's that's where they put all these people in the backwoods or they're overseas and they keep saying they have names hi this is john your name's not freaking john or this is mary your name's not freaking mary give me some damn he said that to someone at mayo clinic the other give day that was awkward fr- yeah but 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 in all honesty though you, you know you can hear the frustration in my voice we need to figure this one out we're still paying too much. Nope. We're still paying too much. And the problem is when you leave a job, it's like you're leaving your health care. I, I, it shouldn't have to be like I that. I mean, if, if anything, we should have a government, we should have almost like a 401k plan that we take with us, but which we have, we utilize you know, the, the capitalist system, but we control insurance companies. I, I mean, there's got to be something we can do because I'll let you know, guys, if you don't do it, Bernie Sanders has a plan out yeah. there, and that's called socialism. And you want to be like Denmark, you want to be like the UK. I say my I mean, wife is British. Yeah. My wife, though, I'll tell you what. So, you know, in, in Britain, they have national health. And for yeah. a lot of things, for bad things, national health is really good. Yeah. If you want anything that's that smacks of cosmetic or, or just to check a freaking bump on your head or to check if you have cancer, you're going to wait 
three, six, nine, twelve months. But that's not or, always true. Or you have to go private. Now, they have insurance called Bupa over there. They used to have Bupa. 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 That, mm-hmm. that was the the a name of the insurance. And I once went to to a, a doctor over there. He said, "Well, if we go on National Health, it's going to take you nine months to see me. But if you pay it privately or out of your pocket, uh, I'll see you tomorrow." Oh. And I'm like, what the hell? Wow, yeah. So, but honestly. I know. I mean, there's, there's, I don't think there's one right answer definitively. All I think we know is that we need to do but better. But do than you what's trust now. the government to give you your health care? No, obviously. I mean, not. I mean, I, you know, the government, we're the freaking government. But at the government. same time, Canada, it's going pretty great. I mean, I have tons no, of friends that live in Canada. I don't know. And they're just, I mean, we're going to, I'll tell you what. Yeah. Let's we'll have this for our country. Yeah. We'll get somebody from Canada. I got friends from uh, Denmark. Let's get them on yeah. the show. Let's have them talk yeah, about we'll, their okay. we'll about that. their uh, healthcare. For sure. We'll do that. But the last thing then, so what we, uh, but the last thing is education. Yeah. I mean, guys, truthfully, uh, you know, you know, we at least, you know, undergraduate is four years now. I think it needs to go down to three years, or like two, it is honestly. in the UK, two or three at, at the most. And you know what? We need to have long summers. Just have them go right freaking through. Get it done. Pay it up, and it's over. And you know, entities like the like the University of California system, U- University of Michigan system, they should be for people who are in those states. Yeah. Any state schools, it should be for, for people in those states, and the cost should be low. Yep. Frankly, as far as housing and accommodation, it, 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 and bring you know, back that system that allows people who go to a junior college to transfer. What was that called? Oh, I forget what it was called. But no, I mean, we need to get the cost of education down. Yep. We've, we have so many resources, so many online resources today. There are so many ways to bring the cost of education down, and we're not doing it because universities are getting selfish, and there are too many mouths to feed anymore on the administrative side. And the professors, I'm sorry. I work 12 months a year, and I hardly take vacations, yep. and I have a lot of other jobs I do. If I can do it, you can get off your freaking you know, butt kiss and do the same damn thing I do. I mean, you take three months vacations, and you're crying when you teach two classes a year. I, I mean, frankly, when I was an adjunct, I'd laugh at full-time faculty because I'd be teaching more classes than the they were. The tag program. And fr- yeah, and frankly, my classes were better than full-time professors. You ask my students. And that was Randy Berhold speaking there. <laughs> so anyway, how the hell do we get on this? Uh, I don't know. My dad just went off on a tangent, and I just sat here. <laughs> <laughs> she Her did the, usual. She did the same thing. But anyway, so I know. second topic. Uh, <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> the Democratic races. Yeah. So the Democratic president races. races. I, I mean, Whatever I, don't, it is. <laughs> I don't know what the hell that word was. That just came out of my mouth. But, you know, Pete, Pete Buttigieg. Out. You know, Pete, you left too quickly. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I almost so, voted for you. Thank God I waited. Somebody gave you a good deal, I think. Yeah. You know, Amy Klobuchar, first of oh, all. Oh, love you. You're just a year older than me. Or really? Yeah. Jeez, I didn't know that. Sorry, Amy. I think I look a little bit better, but oh but that's God. okay. Uh, but anyway, you left. You probably left at a good time. Uh, you threw your support behind Joe Biden. Uh, Elizabeth Warren, I predicted you were going to go two well, days after. Yeah. I got that one 100% right. So now we're down to Bernie. And we're down to Biden. Mullet of trophies, Dad. And Tulsi, <laughs> Tulsi, get get the hell out of it. I know it. you're still in there, and I honestly. Why I don't forgot. you become a Republican? Just come over to I our know, side. Right? You would be the queen of Republicans. Right. You should come over. We want you. I remember the first time we heard her talk? I was like, and she's not a Republican. Yeah. Pete Buttigieg, look, I really don't know your politics because you sort of change as as the wind goes. Oh, that's but not true. I think you're a closet Republican. Okay, let's I think not you say do. closet. No, I didn't mean it like that. But I think you're a Republican. So look, give me a call. Uh, anytime. Don't put your number on here. You learn. I'm not going to put, put my number. I got all type of wacky calls from wacky people. But Pete, give me a call. 
Let's talk. Where's he going to find you? Let's talk about it. He'll figure it out if he really wants it. You'll you'll find it. (laughs) So, but Tulsi and Pete, my prediction is 10 years, you're Republicans. Yeah, I can see that. Tulsi, definitely. Pete, you know, you're going to take some... uh, but I have to uh, say, though, Pete kept coaching. his shit together at these um, debates pretty well compared to some of the other people, you know? But, but yeah, I mean, it was a good day for Biden, obviously. But, you know, President, ex-President Obama, when are you going to come out and endorse Joe? I mean, probably once it comes down come to Come on. Right? I know. I mean, come I on. Know. You've got between Bernie and Joe, who was your vice president for I eight know, years. Who was like what the hell is your problem? Michelle. I mean, I thought you guys were besties. Kick him in the butt. I know. Get on with it already. You know, I, I, I mean... It makes you wonder, though, like, what did Joe do to yeah. not have the support? What did Joe do to you guys? Hashtag, I, what did Joe do? You know, like, I, know. I don't know. Why, like, why won't you endorse him? I mean, him? why won't you endorse him? That would I, make me feel so much more comfortable, President, former President Obama. I, I mean, I, like I said, if you just read books on tape, I would listen to it nightly because your voice comforts and soothes me, as does it for most of the country, you know? If you and Michelle come out and tell me everything's going to be okay like you recently did with the coronavirus, I feel so much better about it. So please... Tell us who you're going to throw your support Brock, behind. Brock, I'm sorry. Your voice doesn't do it for me, dude. You're my age. My and, name is, I can't do yeah, it. Can but it's great. It's a great voice. <laughs> oh, but anyway, look, Joe Biden actually came out. He said he would make your, He said he would make Michelle vice president, oh. and he'd put you on the Supreme Court. Yeah. What the hell else what do you, you need to for? do? He wants I a mean, fruit basket. <laughs> I mean, is it the fruit basket? I'll send you the it's friggin' fruit basket, dude. Oh, my God. Seriously, what is it with this? But, I don't know. You know, but yeah. uh, there's nobody else. It's either no, Bernie no or Joe. No, there's no one else, guys. Let's I mean, figure this out. Okay, so Bernie Sanders or Joe Biden. So so when we were at the uh, at the Democratic event on Tuesday night. People really didn't know. We asked, we asked a couple people. people. We asked a couple people, and we said, Joe Biden or Bernie Sanders, and they sort of threw their, you know, you know, these guys look like they were probably maybe like in their 50s? 40s or 50s or so. And I could see that they're thinking Bernie Sanders would just be a freaking disaster yeah, for the country. Yeah, that's true. And and Democrats who know and who want to keep this country going, I think you know that too. Bernie Sanders, you know, what was that guy? Who's that, um, that South Noah. African comedian? Uh, Trevor Noah. You the are, Daily Show. I've gotten my I dad into like the Daily Show. First. I know, because my dad didn't think he liked funny. him. He's a Democrat. Oh, my God. Showing those pictures of Bernie Sanders when, <laughs> when he, was he was like 40, 46. And he looked like he was 90. Bernie, you were 46. <laughs> You've been old forever. You look forever. freaking terrible. And some of the questions you were asking. <laughs> asking the kids about the cocaine. Oh, my God. <laughs> Any of you kids do cocaine? How many of you smoke cigarettes? And then this one little kid goes, I don't smoke. I'm five. Oh, Bernie. <laughs> Bernie, the truth is, man, you went on your vacation. You went on your honeymoon to the Soviet Union. Who the hell does that? You like? That's, that's I, I some mean, weird stuff, right there. I don't know. I mean, serious. You, you know, I, I think. Um, I think he's a little too far left for some more conservative Democrats. I do, and that's the vibe I got when we went to the Democratic uh, election night party. Personally, you know, Bernie, the, the the truth of it is, the young people of this country are probably they probably see Joe Biden as an old white guy who. Who is You're part both of, old white guys. I, I, well, I know, but 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 who's part of the establishment? You're coming across as not establishment, but the truth of the matter is, you, you, you know, Bernie, you need to have something you stand for, just to say that it's you know the problems in this country stem from you know white rich people. I'm sorry, we have a lot of problems to be in this fair, country. Fair, he's been saying it for 30, 40 yeah, years. Yeah, but at the same time, it doesn't make it right. I I, I think at the same time. You're used to being an outsider, and yeah. and the truth of the matter is, if you really want to win this and to go from beyond being a rabble rouser and being an independent, how old are you, rabble rouser? Well, I know, but 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 you know, 
you now need to act presidential. Mm -hmm. And you now need to understand that you're going to be representing everybody in the country, not just your subset of people. So my advice to you and to your campaign director and people who are giving you money, again, call me. You want to call me, talk to me? I'll tell you how to how to do, do this correctly. And the way to do it is act presidential, bring people in under your umbrella. There's a lot of angst in this country yeah. from, on the both Republican and Democratic side. So People are pissed. <laughs> look, I mean, if you truly want to win this and you have a killer instinct, you need to do that. If not, you're going to go down in flames and you're going to be probably known as the independent who almost, you know, almost won the uh, Democratic nomination. Well, I think, too, and I think this is something I've been saying from the beginning, is that um, I think Biden has a really unique opportunity because, as you said, even some Republicans still respect him. You know what I mean? As from his time in, in the White House. And he was our vice president for eight years. I voted for him when yeah. I was a Democrat. And I think that he yeah. has a chance to speak to the, the Republicans that are disillusioned by Donald Trump that feel like they can't speak up about it. And I think they are going to show their their disenchantment, so to speak, at the polls. Um, I know one person, I mean, the women uh, who are on the Pantsuit Politics podcast who we would love to have on this show, and I've reached out come to you guys. Show, please, ladies. please come on. I love you guys. I'm reading your book right now. Um, I think you're wrong, but I'm listening. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk about that later. But anyway, I, I think that, that Biden has a unique opportunity to, to get those votes, and I think we could actually win it, and we could have someone more moderate in office who is even-tempered and rational and isn't tweeting like a crazy person all the time. I mean, what he said last night, he included Klobuchar, Buttigieg. He took a stab at Michael Bloomberg for being short and called Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas and then also called the Democratic primary thing uh, a snooze fest. All in one tweet at like midnight. Why are you awake and tweeting? Go to bed. It, literally, it, the Bethany Frankel a la Scary Island episode season three. Go to bed. Go to bed. You're crazy. Go to bed. <laughs> so okay. that's what I have to say that's, on that issue. <laughs> I think, I think my whole family watches too much TV. I think that's the problem. No, it was the one thing I watched with my mom yeah, but, when I was but So let's talk about Joe Biden now. Look at uh, former Vice President Biden, you know. I like you. You're, you're lucky right now because you've, you've lost almost every one of your debates. You've lost them. So if I was your handler right now, I would really... You make him sound like he's a dog, well, a no, show dog. But, you know, but, <laughs> he's but, the person you know, who handles if, Joe. If I was your campaign manager, you really you need to do a couple of things. The first thing you need to do is, of course, unite your party. You need to bring in, but you need to do it in a way that brings in the Bernie Sanders supporters and, 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 and says to them, I'm listening to you. And, you know, you need to take on your own establishment right now, not just coalesce behind it, and just be its its voice, you need to be independent. You were used to being vice president. And remember, most vice presidents don't become president. Yep. You need to be presidential. Has it ever now. happened? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. A I bunch mean, of times. Yeah. But, but, you know, but you need to be presidential now. Yeah. Okay? Well, Take lessons from job. George Bush won in his first, you know. In, you <laughs> yeah, know, not in, GW. <laughs> you know, but, but in, you know, George Bush won, though. You know, Senior. The, no, senior, don't take lessons from him when he ran the second time because he did exact he did the wrong things. Mm -hmm. He, you know, and I sense you're a bit complacent right now. You need to get some fire in your belly. And look, I know you're getting older. Bernie well, we Sanders Jill is getting it. older. When and, she, and, she shoved that protester. Yeah, but <laughs> you know, but, but in all honesty, this is going to be the these are going to be the next seven eight months of your life if you truly want to be president then you need to get the fire in your belly, the fire in your belly that, that, you, that your father had, that your grandfather had coming from the coal mines of Pennsylvania. 
and being a Democrat. There was a reason in the old days when people were Democrats. There was a reason why they supported the common man. You need to dig deep into that great old history of the old Democratic Party that used to represent the working class in America. You know, if you can tap into that and beware of the President Obama and beware of the president of the former President Clinton politics, I think President Obama, unlike you know, you know, more so than uh, than President Clinton, was able to, to tap into that. Mm -hmm. President Clinton came along at, at the right time, I think, and, and he had the right candidate against him. I think Hillary Clinton did it the wrong way, and I would I would really recommend that you keep her at at arm's length. And and my advice to you is do not make, make her, your, her VP. your VP. Do not go down that route because frankly, she does not have your best interest in heart. I know President Obama has not come out and support you, but I don't think he I don't think he's against you. No. I think he's he's just playing the game. But I, I, I would just say be very careful of the Hillary. You don't want there to be one bullet between Hillary Clinton and the presidency. Let's just put it that way. I would just say, though, <laughs> in, in, in all honesty, though, be very careful of, 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 of Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Just be very careful of her because she's, you know, underneath it all, she's not a nice, she's not the nice grandma who's, who she portrays herself to be. She's just not. I mean, there's nothing wrong with a woman with ambition. I'm just not for the flip-flopping that she's done in the past. And I'll be honest, she's one of the main reasons I left the party. Oh, I know. You talked about that. I mean, she's one of, you know. You said the Clinton I actually like Bill Clinton, and I still, in my heart, He's a Rhodes like, Scholar, too, right? I still, in my heart, I, I, I still like Bill Clinton, you know? I, I mean, we all do. He know. loves balloons, and he plays the saxophone. We love Bill. I'm not sure why I'm going <laughs> to ask you about the balloons. I no, don't know remember why. election night when the balloons oh, came when down, he was and doing he was having stuff. the time of his life life playing with those balloons and, and you know and you know I, I i do you know i know the obamas had their own you know radical agendas and everything oh my else, gosh let's but, not use the word radical. no but at the same time though, radical compared to what you wanted you know but but joe biden you got to put your your view on this you got to get outside of your handors and you got to control them and you have to focus on you got to you know, focus on your view on all this. Right now you're coasting and you're still coasting. And you gotta watch Bernie Sanders because Bernie Sanders has one thing that you don't have. He has fire. a he has fire and a platform right now. And you may think it's over, but you know, I don't think it's over. No. And also Bernie Sanders Bernie Sanders was quoted recently as saying, "If Joe Biden has a plurality or a more or a majority of of the delegates going going." Into the into the convention, he won't. You know, he, he'll he, drop out. He'll drop out. But Bernie, you need to get some fire. That was dumb to That's say a that. That's a bullshit thing to say. You it's need you need to freaking fight now. Do what my dad taught me how to do: playing basketball. Go in there and say, "My ball." Grab That's it from right. the other, the other and team. It, and, it, and it is your ball, Bernie. <laughs> it's your chance to get that ball. If you, because there's no more chances for you. There's yeah, not. No, four I mean, more years. You, four more years is not going to exist for you. If you truly want <laughs> this never. bad enough, you need to go out and you need to go for the jugular. Mm -hmm. You need to show your people you can win. If not, fold up right now and and just go behind Joe Biden. So and and yeah. and maybe we talk about President Trump right now then too. President Trump, you know, if I was you. I would just keep focusing on your legislative agenda. Let yep. your facts talk for you. Let your successes talk for you. I frankly, and look, I, I'm a delegate for you. I support you. And I do think you're a man good man. Loves you. I think you're a good family man. But I think what you need That's to just do one. is don't give the Democrats ammunition and don't give them, you know, don't give them a target. Just be, you know, 
Be presidential now. You have something that they can't go against you for. Be presidential and keep winning, and then use that effectively. You're a tough guy. You're, you're going you're to fight like hell against anybody who comes into the ring. And frankly, you can wipe the floor with both of those, um, of those candidates. But don't let yourself, don't you as a candidate ruin it on yourself. Don't say something that will lose a certain block of people. I mean, every day he's giving the Democrats ammunition. I mean, Jesus, his tweet last night at midnight about how awful all... Just stop tweeting. Just stop it. I think people would respect you a lot more. Act presidential. You sound like an idiot. Act presidential. Just keep acting presidential. If these are your inner thoughts, you have no business running the country. Sorry. Anyway. Uh, that was Harry. That's Harry. Yeah, that's, that's, that's me. That's not, not my dad's. My dad loves idea. you. Literally, after you shook his hand in Florida, I don't think he wanted to wash it ever again. <laughs> He's my man. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> what? Yeah. Anyway, you had some weird comments for that. Oh, that's but, uh... <laughs> okay. That's okay. But, you know, anyway, guys, so, so look, uh, uh, the results here in San Diego County, at least, and in California, I think a lot of you know, a lot of uh, seats are still going to be, you know, in play for the Republicans, mm -hmm. more probably so than in 2016. I'll be honest with you, I am very, very concerned about voter fraud here. Uh, I know Harriet calls it uh, a suppression, but you no, know, no, 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 no. They're different things. Yeah, but but for me, issues. you know, they're still counting about two hundred sixty thousand votes in San Diego County right now. A couple races, like Scott Sherman's race for the uh, for the San Diego mayor, and a, and a couple others are very very close right now. And you know, I just have problems when the results differ a lot from the day of the election to this uh, uh, to. A week or two afterwards. I don't think that's good for the country. I don't think that's good for anybody, and it, and it looks suspicious. You know, you know. Um, if I had my own way, I would call for the federal government to supervise California's uh, a general election, especially with all the election problems. How you yeah. you heard about them up in L.A. You know. L.A. Registrar of Voters, L.A. County Registrar of Voters, shame on you. You should resign. Alex Padilla, shame on you. You should resign. It was funny uh, because Alex Padilla came out, and Alex Padilla is the California Secretary of State who actually came out and complained about the Los Angeles County uh, a voter issue. For a few who, who don't understand, uh, um, L.A. County spent $300 million on, on uh, changing some of the voter uh, mechanisms and, and processes, and, and what it resulted in was long lines, a bunch of people didn't get to vote, and just, it was just crazy. That's why voter day for the primaries and November 8th day, should, yeah. be, uh, should be a holiday, I think. Everyone should have the yeah. right and the opportunity to vote. I think that's insane not to have that as a holiday. President's Day, get that off the table. That's unnecessary. But guys, you have a whole group, and Herod won't agree with me, but there are <laughs> But, you know, George Soros has put an awful lot of money into Secretary of State's races across the country. He's and, so old. Why? But, but the, the, he has a lot of money and he <laughs> wants to change voting. But but he's put so much money into having automatic voter registration that, to me, he's he's had such an effect. I think he's had a negative effect what do you on, mean by automatic? on the process. Okay, so... You so mean when you, someone goes to get their driver's license? Yeah, and... Okay. And also, anybody can show up at any polling booth now, mm -hmm. any place, and register and to vote. Register to vote and vote on that day. Oh yeah. That to me, that to me is not legal. So, uh, so, but anyway, you know, uh, some of the basic principles of our democratic government are in jeopardy right now. And and you know, LA County, shame on you. California, shame on us. And you know what? We need to have the justice, the U.S. Justice Department supervise our election because I do not trust 
these these vote results. And look, you know, you know, I'm a longtime election integrity person. Uh, I represent one of the uh, one of the main groups in the country focusing on election integrity matters. I've been studying this right across the nation, and what's happening in California is now happening in some of the battleground states in Pennsylvania mm -hmm. and Michigan and Ohio and the like. And guys, if we can't get voting processes down and get it right, we are doomed as a nation. Uh, because if it happens to the Republicans, it'll happen to Bernie Sanders on the Democratic side. It'll happen to anybody who's out of favor. No matter if you're Democrat, Republican, or declined as state or independent, we need to be able to have voting procedures that we agree upon. This is not rocket science. My plan or the, you know, would be very simple. Have us voting electronically where you use maybe some type of you know thumbprint or yeah. or, or, or you know or or eye, eye scan scanner, or something yeah. like that. I mean, iPhone could come up with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Like and, maybe and, Tesla? I don't know. And, and to back it up then with a receipt with a second type of verification uh, back to the voter and then to have the whole results then audited by an independent auditing firm. I mean, yeah, that, to me, that to me that's is the really number one way to do it and then to make sure that there are e electronic uh, security measures put in place. But this... This voting by hand and individual ballots and ballot harvesting, this is not working, and it is susceptible to fraud. You know, you know, being able to just show up any place uh, without ID, for me at least, you know, that, you know, we don't know who these people are who, are who are just stepping up. Voting is one of the, in a democratic system, voting is the most important thing a citizen can do outside of serving in the military. You know, so so we need to get this right, and there are way too many processes involved here. It's way too difficult. Difficulty can be very simple, and just remember, some people want to make it difficult so they can have an effect on it, and to be be able to uh, manipulate it. Yeah, and I mean, one of the things too, I think that's so crazy is how people just disregard how, what a privilege it is to be able to go and yeah. cast your vote. I mean, there's this one entrepreneur that I ended up just having to s stop communicating with, Gallant Dill. Not afraid to name him after some of the things he said, um, but he basically said, I am so proud that I've never voted in this country. I think it's such a waste of time. And I'm just like, wow. So many people have fought, and he claims to support the military and all this, fought and died for your rights to keep your right to vote and have a say in, in who governs us and all this stuff. And people who say, well, don't pay attention to politics. It takes you outside of yourself, and you know it doesn't really matter. It matters so much, and that's such a selfish thing to say. Maybe you don't feel like it really directly affects you in your life. Well, that's great. But do you know how many people's lives it actually affects on a daily basis if you plan to have kids the people after you generations to come i mean everything we're doing right now is going to have a lasting impact on not only your future your kids futures everything so please vote it matters anyway. voting is not just about you know you know it's just not about ego it's just not about name recognition it's, it's just not, not getting about, an i voted sticker to look cool yeah i mean you know it's about serving and, and we're electing people who serve the we who actually help us help those who are less fortunate than us and, and help us you know, do those things that we can't do as individuals, such as you know, do the roads or health care for the poor or, or, uh, or, or, or you know, you know, national security or to help out at times with the viruses or yeah. other health issues. All so why don't we, f yeah, finish why don't we up fi here. finish up, Harriet? You know, 
Why don't we talk about the oh, uh, coronavirus. coronavirus, man. Well, prices have never been lower for flights, let me tell you that. Oh, my God. You go anywhere <laughs> now for six bucks, you know? <laughs> There was a flight uh, to New York that I found $20. But, um, but, yeah, I mean, it's scary stuff. I have friends sending me pictures of grocery stores in L.A. and Seattle where people have taken all of the toilet paper. There's no bottled water. Apparently, people are thinking there's just going to be a massive shitstorm, literally, in which <laughs> all of the toilet paper Touché, is yeah. going to be needed. It blows my mind. And it also makes you wonder, were people not walking? Washing their hands before this? Were, were they not disinfecting their hands when they should have been? Because all of a sudden, all of the Lysol, all of the Clorox, all of these hand sanitizers are gone. And I'm just like, were you guys not doing any of this before? Because it still <clears throat> mattered. Guys, you know, as you probably know, the coronavirus probably started in November, December of this year, last year in, in, in China. Wuhan. In Wuhan, you know, we haven't been to Wuhan, but you know, we'll, we've been to China many times together. Uh, but Wuhan has the uh, reputation as being the armpit of China. And go. Okay, talking about uh, uh, coronavirus now. So, look, guys, the number one thing is be be careful, be safe out there. If you have a compromised immune system, uh, uh, hands take any type of precautions you can. My prediction is, you know, this is this is early March. My prediction is this is going to be bad in March and April. I think it's going to get better once the summer season hits in the normal in the nor northern hemisphere. Uh, the problem is people in the southern hemisphere at that point is we're going to summer, you're going into winter. Yeah. So uh, you know, but uh, you know, for me, if you can work from home, work for, from home. I wouldn't really take a risk and go to big sporting events right now. Or, or concerts or, or stuff. Or to concerts yeah. or to conventions. The problem is. This is going to have such an effect on our economy, yeah. on the worldwide I mean, honestly, economy right now. They just canceled now. the SXSW Festival yeah. in, uh, in Austin. Well, the autumn meeting here in San Diego was canceled. The what meeting? Autumn is a group of uh, university tech transfer managers. Oh, wow. And groups like places like San Diego and Miami are going to be affected. Well, they're canceling apparently Coachella and yeah. the big uh, music festivals. And so many small businesses are going to pay the yeah, price. Yeah, and, and, and you're finding... Uh, a lot of like soccer games in Europe oh, yeah. and the like, you know, well, or, I mean, Northern aren't Italy having people is quarantined yeah, pretty much aren't right having now. people in the stands. But you know, what have we learned about this? About just you know, government and politics. China, shame on you, shame on you, China, for for you know not being more of a democratic state where that's that where you have transparency. Well, and look what they're saying now. Oh, well, China actually has the lowest number of reported cases still happening. And uh, wonder why you think they're just not reporting it. The to Chinese government, better? your own citizens don't trust you. Harriet and I, you know, were in China three summers. I used to teach biotechnology law, you know, and uh, and policy and business and, and regulation and, in yeah. China for three years. And you know, when I taught it there, I asked my Chinese students, if you get sick, who do you, you know, you know, who do you go to? Who do you ask for? Who do you ask questions for? The worst, the the, the entity that they asked, the, the entity that they. Trust Distrust the least. The, trusted the least was the uh, the uh, the, the uh, Chinese equivalent of the FDA, uh, because w when I was in China, the head of the FDA got ex you know he was executed uh, because he, he was executed. Yeah, he was taking dr he was taking bribes from drug companies to and get their product. They executed him. They executed him. Holy crap! So look, you know, you know, and and the number one um, you know source that the Chinese students went to for healthcare information was they thought if they read it. On in, in Western yeah, like uh, websites, like they yeah. the, the more they saw it, the more they thought it was true. So shame on you, Chairman G, and your oppressive regime. 
people you have, are so scared. You have a lot of bright people, a lot of skill sets, a lot of eyes and ears out there to help you. When you, like with the doctor yeah. who, you, who you chastised this doctor when he came out and said out, there was a problem. Bad. And then he died. And then he died of it. Shame on you, Chairman G. And shame on you, the Communist Party, for it's that. It's disgusting. I mean, we already have ripped them on the uh, stuff with Hong Kong, obviously. And this yeah. is just another shining example yeah. of, of the bullshit. But let's talk about how you can prevent your, you know, the coronavirus well, from, from you getting what, what it and spreading thinking? it. I have taken it upon myself to be the witchy doctor, so to speak. And I know. She's I know good. you got to trust be, this. As a singer, as a vocalist. Harriet really knows her stuff. I mean, your voice is your instrument. You can't afford to get sick it yeah. literally is money and gigs and, and all that kind of stuff so the one thing that I can say and I know I know there's not a ton of peer-reviewed scientific studies that back this up and I know people are going to laugh at me and roll their eyes but one you don't need a mask save those for the healthcare workers that are working in this field um, that are working with infected people daily in the hospital it's not actually going to affect you all it can really do and these people have to go through extensive mask fitting procedures so you just buying some masks off of Amazon putting them on and going out is not going to do anything for you unless maybe you're sick and you're coughing and that helps. So unless you yourself are sick and not wanting to spread it, one, stay home. Two, you don't need a mask. But another thing I can say is load up on zinc, vitamin C, elderberry, anything that's immune boosting, eat raw garlic, apple cider vinegar, cayenne pepper, um, turmeric, ginger, all these things. Make yourself, you know, rich uh, bone broth is another great thing. It's a natural source of protein and collagen. There's a million different things that you can do to boost your body's immune system. And also overall, as Obama said, be smart, wash your hands, don't touch your face, don't touch doorknobs and then rub your eyes. Make sure you're constantly washing your hands. And just if you see someone coughing, don't go hang out by them. If you think that you might be sick, stay home. Um, don't go hang out with people that you know are immunocompromised. If you're just coming back from a trip to Italy, or China self-quarantine. Be smart. There are people out there that can't get vaccinated, like my little sister, who are immunocompromised, who I am extremely worried about. So don't be an idiot. If you're sick, stay home. Workplaces, do better. Have better health care. And basically, people are deciding, okay, I'm sick. Do I go to work and then you know, pay my rent? Or do I not go to work today? If somebody is genuinely sick as an employee, let them stay home and still pay them. I'm sorry, because this you're just risking. CEOs, board of directors, don't be cheap right now because this the health the of your sister, health of your company. A company can be affected. Look at here. AT&T. There were the store in Chula Vista. Um, there was one worker who came in and tested positive. They closed down six of their stores, disinfected it, and changed the employee sick leave policy to say, yeah. if you think you might be sick, it's okay. Stay home. We'll still pay you. And I think that's talk what Talk to need. your employment lawyers. If you're worried about this, talk to them. Be because employment lawyers all across the, con the country, across the world, are having to deal with this right exactly. now. Exactly. And, and, you know, look, you know, it's, it's in Iran. Uh, the you know the the Iranian authorities you know are are you know you know one step probably b b below the uh, communist Chinese but look you need to you need to tell people the truth in times of an emergency you need to work together we need to go beyond political party and the like and work together as a world on this one mm -hmm. Italy you need to get some backbone I mean um, I mean right now 16 million people have been quarantined in not uh, allowed to leave in, Actually, actually, northern, northern Italy. Italy, but a thousand people were seen leaving the region last night. Well, do you know what happens with those thousand people? Some of them may have the virus, and they're going to infect other people in Europe and the rest of the world. If you're on a cruise ship or, or the like, you know, please stay in, you know, stay where you are, you know, do the proper procedures. But as a as a world, 
We need to be transparent. Mm -hmm. We need to work together. We talk about things like climate change. But I'll tell you what, this is more important right now because it can affect everybody. We don't. Well, the climate change also affects everybody. Well, that's right. But 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 I guess what I'm saying, this is immediate yes. right now. This is here. 50 million people died in 1917, 18, 1990. The Spanish I'm sorry, 1919 flu. from the Spanish flu. Yeah. And it 50, had a lower death rate than what we're looking 50 at. 50 like million people. Right now, as of March 9th, March 8th or March 9th, 2000, you know, it's, in it's 2020, I think about 110,000 people have been affected. I think about 3,500 people have died. 475 have been infected in, I think, the United States alone. Um, I think 20-something have died at this yeah. point. I mean, it's it's not going away yeah. anytime soon, so please yeah. be smart, people. Take care of yourselves. Protect yourselves. Wash your hands. Yeah. Don't be an idiot. This is a podcast about politics, and this is a podcast about government, about working together. And, you know, you know, you know why, do, why do we talk about this? We talk about this because... We have to work together across political lines, across, you know. This virus you know, doesn't give a crap if you're a Republican it, or a it Democrat. Doesn't, it doesn't care if you're communist or, or if you're capitalist. It really doesn't care, but you got to be transparent. Good government is transparent, it's responsive, and it keeps the people in mind. It doesn't exist for itself. I think you found your campaign slogan. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> exist for itself. It exists for us, for the people. And when it stops helping the people and st stops making our lives better and more efficient and more effective, it becomes then, it, then it fails, and then it should be replaced by something else. I mean, if Mike Pence is on the case to solve coronavirus, God help us all. I like Mike Pence. You, you do it, yes, brother. Yes, but do you trust him to help figure out coronavirus i you know <laughs> be honest i do i really? actually do i actually do but but at the same okay. time i think we have please to please let other people be well, on it with science well, degrees well, and but, medical backgrounds but i think at the same time though government has to realize that it just doesn't has to have to deal with the problem it has to communicate that effectively and, and yes, but Donald Trump just saying, you no, know, no, we're I agree. Get this under I agree. But this, but this is a time. This is a time when we need President Trump. We need Nancy Pelosi. We need we, former President we need, Obama. We need we need Joe Biden. We need we need Bernie Sanders to come together. I'd be happy with all of them having a having a press conference right? where I they was just gonna say that. where they tell us and they all work together yeah, and they to say we're all in this together. And Bernie and Biden, enough of the nasty, mean tweeting and attacking each other. I give Trump crap for this, and I think yeah, it's bullshit that he keeps doing this. But seriously, enough. You don't need to be backhanding each other literally consistently on Twitter. It's enough. Yeah. You are too old to be doing that. Yeah. It's pathetic. Hey guys, so we're going to be signing off on this one, but but we have a couple more podcasts oh, well, which hey, we've Gavin, done, which are going to come out. Thing. I'm okay with Harry. Okay. Hey Gavin, I think we get a week off. Gavin, we've sort, of, sort, of, sort of said <laughs> enough, but but so we we have a couple podcasts which which are going to come out. Yes, pretty we soon. have one with John Cox. Um, we have one with a former governor of a former a gubernatorial candidate uh, in California, and yeah. then Ryan. Ryan Selhorn, a buddy of mine who is a Democrat, who will tell you a little bit more about his moderate Democratic views. And how uh, politicians can reach Democratic right. voters better and people who are independent voters. Who else? Uh, we also have one that we did from a couple days ago, which, which we'll I think soon. is fantastic as it's always. It's phenomenal. And then 
I feel like I'm missing one. I know we have one other one, but anyway, we'll. Yeah. And then we are we are going to have uh, another one this week with a a woman who 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 is an attorney for the law firm of Minst Levin, who is going to be talking with us about how to talk about politics in the workplace. And then we're going to have with another without beating each other up. <laughs> and then we're going to have another one with the uh, with the current general counsel to, to the San Diego County Republican Party, Andrew Scale. Uh, shout out there for Andrew, good a good buddy of mine, talking about how to be a uh, how to be a lawyer for for a uh, for the local party. So yeah. with that, Harry, I think uh, we had a great time at these election night events. Oh, Thank great. you so much for inviting us, Democrats and Republicans alike. Congrats yeah. once again to my dad, uh, San Diego Central Committee member. We're number six. We're in seventy fifth uh, uh, Assembly District. Assembly District. Okay. Um, so yeah, that too. He's still the uh, Secretary of the California Republican Party, and I know he has larger political ambitions, which I'm sure you'll hear about. Um, <laughs> all right. Once I pay my bills. Yeah. Right. But all right. Well, we will talk to you guys soon, and look. Uh, look forward to those podcast episodes. Coming Stay out. safe. Yep.